You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello and welcome. It's Rebecca, your personal growth mentor, and today I am going to be talking with you about how to build relationships online. When you do this, you can increase your income, build loyalty, and get referrals from people. And bottom line is you won't have to work so hard chasing customers. So I hope that you'll tune in for this. I think I have some really great things for you. And this is things that I have learned along the way and also from listening to other people and seeing what people are doing that are successful at you making millions even online. So I want to show you this because even though many of you are doing things in person as well, you can add an online element and you can increase your income without increasing too much of your time, but you need to do it right. And so this is some of the suggestions that I have for you about how to create these relationships. Because in today's world, it is essential that you build relationships because people can go and get many of the things that most of us are offering or selling from multiple places. The online world has opened up to them and given them so many choices. They have a lot of choices. So we need to make sure that we are doing that extra measure to earn their business so that they say yes to us. And not only do they say yes to us, but they continue to come back and buy from us. And they love us so much that they refer us to other people. So why is it essential for you to build relationships with people online rather than just putting out great marketing that will draw them in and you don't have really any personal touch with them? Well, the reason is because I already said they have a lot of choices, but it's also because you want to create long-term relationships. You want to have this customer forever, not just right now. You don't want to just make a sell right now. So in order to do that, you need to learn how to extend that relationship beyond the sales transaction and to have a relationship in between the transactions. And this is what builds trust and loyalty and even referrals for you. So we'll be going into some of the tactics of how to do that. And it's not going to take a lot of your time, so don't worry. So you want to create that long-term relationship first and foremost. Second is you want to get referrals. 92% of people will buy from you if they were referred from someone else that they trust. So you don't need to have to appeal to all of their friends they will be the one that will advocate for you. So it cuts down on your work. And I definitely recommend having some kind of a bonus or something that you give to people that give you referrals as a thank you because it feels very wrong when I know I am a connector and I'm always giving referrals. And when I don't get a thank you card or a thank you note or a little bump, I don't really care so much about the financial gain, but at least a thank you. So make sure you set that up just as a side note, that you do something for people when they give you referrals. But isn't that a crazy number? 92% of people will buy if it was referred from a trusted source. And you want to be that trusted source. So you don't have to be that for every single person out there. You just have to be it for your tribe, your people. 
then it will increase your customer retention. So instead of chasing around new customers all the time, you will have a core group of customers coming back to you over and over and over, and that will make everything much easier. It's easier to sell to existing customers as well, so you don't have to work as hard. And I know you want that. It also is going to make you ultimately feel more satisfied and things are going to feel more meaningful when you create these relationships and you get to know people, even if you're not naturally a relationship person, it is going to fulfill you so much more when you have created a tribe of loyal customers around you that they will create repeat sales. So they will come back to you over and over and this will give you a more steady income instead of your sales and the money that you're making ends up peaking when you're working really hard and you're on fire and then as you get burned out it begins to dip and it's really hard to climb back up to those peaks again. So this will give you more of a steady income. Definitely you want that. And lastly, why you want to do this is because it will help you to have momentum. When you have a core group of people, when you've created relationships and you have a core group and you have that steadiness, then you are not going to be struggling as much. You're not going to be having the ups and downs and you're going to be able to continually have a momentum upward. So you can continue to think about how you can serve these people, your core group better and more? And what can you expose them to and how can you just get them to spend more with you? And that can increase your sales. And that can even include them referring you to other people and doing the work for you. So I hope that that gets you excited. All the reasons why you want to create relationship So now let's get into just, I always like to have the contrast. So the contrast to this would be, what are the mistakes that some people are making and why it's hard for them to create this core loyal group of customers or to get referrals to build the loyalty where they're not just buying from you one time and then going somewhere else and you never are able to capture them for business again. Why is that? And so first of all, some of the mistakes that I've seen people make, and I've personally made them as well. So I'm with you. And I think it's just a learning thing. So I'm here to help you to shortcut your learning curve is don't try to kiss on the first date. The worst thing ever is when somebody friends you and the next thing you get is a message in your inbox saying, I want you to purchase this, check this out. They're asking for you to buy something or do something. And it just feels really uncomfortable. And it's like when you're trying to kiss on the first date before you've really put in the nurturing time, before you've really given them time to warm up to you and trust you. And so I'm going to talk about some tactics of how to nurture people and to build that trust in in an automated way. But don't kiss on the first date. Don't try to make a sale the first time that you meet somebody unless they are the ones asking for the sale Don't ask for the sale right away. Give it at least some time. And then I want to say what I've seen is there are some people that only focus on making the sales. These are people often that aren't relationship oriented at all and they just go through the motions and they're workers and they take action and they take action and they go through the numbers of people and eventually people will buy 
but they aren't taking the time to create the relationship with people. And so then they have to constantly work really hard to recreate that customer base all the time. They don't get to benefit from building that loyal following. Definitely make sure that you are not focused on the sell only, that you really understand that there are other pieces to the puzzle besides the sale that you need to, well, I'm going to be talking about different things that you need to be doing beyond the sale to really support the people that are loyal to you. And then I've also seen, and I've done that there is no follow-up. So once somebody does buy with you or work with you, there isn't a lot of follow-up And so you let them fade away and forget you instead of offering them something that can come next or making sure they're satisfied. Some kind of a follow-up is very necessary as well as customer care. So I was in direct sales and I personally sold jewelry, but there were so many times that if you were not doing your customer care calls, people maybe spent a hundred $200 on jewelry and that jewelry never even left the boxes because maybe they got in the moment, they purchased the jewelry to support their friend and they never even wore the jewelry. And guess what? If they don't wear the jewelry, are they going to buy more? No. And if they're not wearing the jewelry, are their friends going to have an opportunity to learn about you and what you have to offer? No. So it's very good for you to get in a habit of doing customer care calls so that you can make sure that the person is using your product or if they are not utilizing the service that you're offering to follow up with them and find out what it is that they need to overcome their problem of not using it. Why is that? And just to make it easier for them. And then another thing is A lot of people do not want to hear any feedback, any negative feedback. So they, they don't ask what the people think or just feedback about if there is criticism. So let's say for me, I create products. If somebody gave me a criticism, instead of just being frustrated at that person for criticizing me, I could actually make my product a lot better by really understanding what it is that they're criticizing. That is a great indicator for something that I can do to make it better. So I heard a analogy once about iPhone is really good at this, that iPhone just quick gets out a new product and they don't worry about if they have all the bugs worked out before they put it out there, because once they put it out there, their customer base is quickly going to give them feedback about what's not working. And then they can focus on fixing whatever is not working. That is just a tip for you to not be afraid of criticism. Don't be afraid of people giving you feedback. If if they are giving you something negative, there is a possibility for you to make it better. So let's just say it's a product that they are complaining about and it's not working somehow, then maybe there is a user error and you can eliminate that situation from happening in the future by making sure that you are sharing how to use certain things and the reasons why they want to do it that way. Make sure that you are listening to feedback. It will only make you better. The next thing that I would like to talk with you about is what are the essential things that you want to make sure that you are doing in order to serve your clients well, in order to build those long-lasting relationships? And the first thing is that you have to know and be connected to your why. 
And the reason why this is important is because, like I said earlier about if you are only concerned about the cell, people will feel that. It won't make them feel good. And it doesn't matter how great of a product it is. They won't want to work with you often. I mean, there are some exceptions to this, but for the most part, that's true. And it's very important for you to not just be invested in making money or making the sale at the point of sale. You need to have a bigger overarching reason. You need to have a why as to why you think people need your product or service. And you need to be connected to that. So for instance, I sold jewelry. And in order for me to sell, period, because that is not my favorite thing, I like to empower people. And I was able to connect to the why of jewelry made women feel good about themselves. And because I felt like jewelry was able to do that and had the power to do that, it made me feel connected to it. And I was able to impart that to them as well. And it created more sales. Maybe you are in a health industry And so you really hopefully are very connected to wanting to make people healthier, not just that you want them to buy what you have to sell to make money. So make sure that you really check in with yourself and that you are very in connection with your bigger why and the service that you bring beyond what you sell to make money. And the next thing is, it's very important for you to know who you serve. So if you don't know who your ideal client is and what their pain points are, what it is that they need and how you can help them. And I'm talking about your clients as a whole, like a big group of people should have similar pain points that you can help solve. If you think that your product is for everyone, then I can guarantee that you don't really know your customer as well as you need to. You don't know the group of people that you serve, your ideal customer, and you're not in touch with their pain points. Because yes, it is true that maybe your product could help everyone, but if you try to approach selling that way, it's going to be impossible for you to create relationships with so many different types of people. So it's very important for you to know your ideal client. So my freebie and giveaway for this is going to be a worksheet that can help you to know your ideal client. And I promise you, once you know your ideal client, you can serve them so much better and you can talk to them about the things that they really care about instead of feeling the need to expose them to the entire category of everything that you offer. And the third essential thing is you need to have an irresistible offer. And an irresistible offer is when you know what it is that pains your customer and you have something that can solve their problem, you can create that irresistible offer. But the other part of that is what is it that sets you apart from the competition? So possibly the pain point they have and the solution that you offer is similar to what a lot of other people or companies have. So what is it about you that sets you apart from your competition? So is it that you offer services to help them to implement whatever it is or give them extra recipes for what it is that you sell or For me, I gave style videos and I offered stylings to help people figure out how to introduce the jewelry to their wardrobe. 
So what is it that you offer that sets you apart from the competition? What is that unique solution that you have to their needs beyond what everybody else offers? Make sure that you're aware of what that is because if you are only going head to head with product to product, pain point to pain point, then likely you are going to be missing the boat and it's not going to create the loyalty and the repeat business that you desire. This is one of those special things that really being in touch with that unique thing that you're willing to do, the the extra measure that you're willing to give in order to make sure that your clients are well served is what's going to make them be loyal to you and tell their friends about you. So now I would like to share with you a bunch of different tactics that you can do to make your clients feel loved and cared for. Now, I am a relationship person. You possibly know that about me. Maybe you're not. Maybe you are more action-oriented. Maybe you're more logically-minded and you don't feel connected to everyone in the same way that I do. And you don't really feel the need to take the time to create these relationships. I'm hoping that you're hearing why you want to do that, but I want to ensure you that I'm going to give you some tactics that you can implement that even if you are not a relationship person, you can put these actions to work for you. I'm going to just list these things off and I will also make this available to you in addition to the ideal customer worksheet. I will make this list of how to nurture and how to make your clients feel loved and cared for. So the first tactic is following up. Most people do not even purchase on the first contact with you. They purchase on the fifth contact and beyond. So make sure that you are following up when you meet people, when you have added somebody to your list. Make sure that you have some kind of a way to follow up. And you can do this in an automated way by setting yourself alarms, setting up some kind of what I'm going to be talking about, a nurture sequence. So create some kind of a tracking system to help you to follow up, whether it's in written form, whether you get an app or a software that can help you with that. It's very important for you to not lose these leads. Have your hot leads list. Know how many times you followed up, when you need to follow up again. So the next one is just overall keeping in touch with your clients. So not only do you want to follow up, you want to implement those customer care calls. You want to make sure that you're keeping in touch so that they don't feel like you just sold them the product and now you're abandoning them. Because remember, you want to cultivate this environment that you have a long-term relationship with them, that you are going to meet all of their needs within that product or service that you offer. And you want to cultivate that loyalty. So make sure that you keep in touch. I mean, friendships, relationships, none of it lasts without time put into it. So you have to nurture those relationships. There's a lot of different ways to do that. So the next thing is you can edify your customers by sharing their successes. So when a customer shares a success with you, If you share it on social media, not only is that an effective marketing tactic for you, but it also edifies them and people love to be edified. And so definitely start implementing sharing the success stories, even the small successes that your customers are having. Next is implement personal touch. So let's say that you have an opportunity to deliver the product to them. 
and you put it in a pretty little bag with a bow or a nice handwritten card, what can you do to create personal touch? Maybe even if it is doing something online, maybe when somebody comes on with you for the first time and they become a customer, they make their first sale, you send a handwritten note thanking them for their business. It will make such an impression with them. So make sure that you are implementing personal touch things in your business. What can you do to make it feel more special than the person down the road that they can buy from? And acknowledging their birthdays is huge. How can you acknowledge their birthday? Can you give them a discount? Can you send them a video that you're making a video that says their name? Or can you send a really nice card? Can you send a little gift or a sample to them on their birthday? What can you do to offer something special to them on their birthday and acknowledge them? And listening to them This is something that a lot of people don't do is they don't have a way to really get feedback from their clients to listen to them so that they can focus on solving their problems. So maybe you have been selling certain things to them, but maybe they have other problems that you can solve, but you don't know. And so make sure that you are trying to talk with your customers and you are focusing on trying to solve their problems asking them what other things are they struggling with that you might be able to offer a solution to. I think it's a really great idea for you to make customer appreciation events. So whether it be every year or every quarter, whatever is appropriate for your business, what can you do that can be a special customer appreciation event? I think that treating them like VIPs, first class, giving them something extra special is so important. I have the person that sells Pampered Chef to me. She offers a customer appreciation event and it is great. She has all these great giveaways. You want to go because you want to get on in on the great deals, but she also pampers you by giving you lots of great food at these events. So think about it for you. What could you do to create a customer appreciation event? And you could even, let's say you're in a direct sale or network marketing business. You could collaborate with other people and you guys could put on a really great event so it's not all an expense to you. You could share those expenses. So another thing is how can you give value between sales? So on what it is that you are selling, whether a product or service, what are some valuable tips, tricks, hacks, solutions, advice that you can give to your customers in between on an ongoing basis. And this is something you can do through a blog, through an email sequence. You can do it multiple ways, social media, but think about how can you serve them as a whole in between sales to keep them feeling cared for and educated and honestly keeping you in front of them. What does that look like for you? The next one would be engage in your social media. So make sure that when somebody comments on your post, well, first of all, make your post engaging by asking questions, asking for participation. So don't just talk at people in your social media. You have to ask for engagement. Once they engage though, don't just go and like their stuff and be lazy. Respond back to them and not only respond back to them, but Ask them another question to try to go deeper and keep the conversation going. The algorithms for social media love that. It creates a lot of comments and they'll show your stuff to more people when you do that. 
So definitely don't ignore what people say or just like it. People want to be heard and they want to know that you are listening to them and you care about them. And that's a way to make them feel cared for. Next is if your customer has a business or in some way you can share what they do and again, edify them. So maybe they are a real estate agent and you can just share a post about them as a real estate agent with their business. Even if you're not personally using them, you could still share that on your social media to your influence and help them out. And that's going to make them feel so amazing. How can you be a resource to them for other things? So maybe you have a particular product or service, but what can you connect to them to make their life easier by recommending other people to them? And this is also a great opportunity for you to have affiliations and affiliate bonuses coming in by recommending other products to them instead of just your own. And this is another way to make them feel served as well as create another little stream of income for you. And this is a pretty obvious one, but I just want to remind you that you have to be consistent. You have to show up online or you have to show up consistently, at least with one thing. So I've been letting my social media get a little bit behind, but I've been consistent on my podcast. So make sure that you are showing up in a blog, in an email, online, in some way consistently so that you are keeping yourself top of mind for them and making yourself available as well in case they need to contact you. Because most people don't have your contact information, but if you send them a weekly email or you're showing up weekly, then they can easily go back to that post or go to that email and contact you. So you're making yourself available too. Another thing is customer care calls. We already talked a little bit about that, but set that up on a schedule that you automatically follow up with people and do customer care calls maybe after 30 days or 90 days, whatever works best for your business. But make sure that you get those customer care calls scheduled and in an automated way that you are doing it in a systematic automated way. And lastly, make sure you are asking for feedback from your customers. Ask them how they liked things, ask them what could be better. You could do this through online surveys as well. So you don't necessarily have to call every person and ask them. And even with your customer care stuff, it doesn't have to be like a phone call, but definitely make sure that you do those things. This is the stuff that will set you apart, will make them feel cared for and help you stand out above all the other competition. So I just have a couple of other areas that I want to share with you before we go. And that is, I want to talk about what kind of freebies or samples can you give to your customers? And this is following that reciprocity rule. I don't know if you know about reciprocity, but that means that it is human nature that if you give something to someone, it makes them want to give back to you. But it's also a way to build that relationship and show love to your customers by giving them something. So I want you to think about what are the things that you can give away. So let's talk about things that don't really cost you money, just time. So is it that you can create a blog that is informative or gives them advice or an article that you share 
even if you're not the one that wrote it, you can share informative articles and put a little blip that makes it personal and you could forward it to people or just post it on your social media. Or you can have like a newsletter once a month or even quarterly that really helps give them a lot of information and freebies. Or you can give physical things. You can give samples and you could do giveaways or contests that would give them an opportunity to get in on something that you are doing. I personally do the podcast, which is a free offering to people. Maybe you could create a meetup where you meet with people in person and it aligns with what product or service you sell. Or you could do online workshops for free for your customers. Or a lot of people nowadays use video, so you could create a YouTube channel where you are giving them information. I was just listening to a podcast today and this girl is a millionaire and all she started doing was sharing her weight loss journey. And she would share what she was eating. She would share the exercises she was doing. She would share the mental struggles that she was having. So it doesn't have to be anything spectacular. It can just be your story. I mean, don't make it all about you, but if, it, if you have something in common with the people that are following you, then you can help them through your story. The other thing I want to suggest about giving something away is taking your customers to coffee and treating them to coffee. It doesn't have to cost a lot or even showing up their house with a, a small little gift too. So think about those things that you can do in your business to implement that reciprocity rule. And that is going to help you to build relationship as well as loyalty and referrals. The last thing that I want to share with you is how to leverage your relationships. So the way that you get referrals is after you have nurtured your clients, and that is one of the things that I told you I was going to talk to you about, so I'll, I'll share a little bit about how to nurture them through email. But to leverage your relationship is really thinking about strategically who has an audience or a network that you can tap into. So can you offer to do a free training or something of value for someone that has access to your ideal clients? And you can tap into that. And especially if they already have a rapport with those people and they introduce you into the group and allow you access to them, then that is really going to make a big difference for you. This can even look like I've in the past had people that owned boutiques or businesses and they let you come in with your product or service and share it with the customers that were there that day. Or it can be online and you can do like a, you know, on Facebook Live, you can add a person into the conversation and they can introduce you that way. So think about who has an audience or a network that you can tap into and think about how you can add value to tap into that network. And then think about, who in your life do you know that's a connector or a natural promoter? Like I am a connector. The, from the moment that I meet somebody, I'm trying to connect with who we have in common that we might know. I'm trying to connect where have you worked or been or what do you have association with that I also have association with. And I'm a natural promoter as well. And I'm constantly promoting other people's products and services if they impress me. So make sure you think about who are those connectors and promoters in your life. You might be able to just treat them to something and they will talk about it to other people and do some work for you. But the big tip and takeaway for that one is make sure that if you connect with somebody to try to get them to 
hopefully promote for you that you make it easy for them by giving them something to physically hand to somebody else or a really easy way for them to recommend you and have their friends and family get in touch with you. And the other thing is definitely just being bold to ask for referrals. That's not comfortable for me, but it is amazing how if you just ask, it actually puts it in their mind because many people don't even think about it. And so if you ask for it, if you ask specifically, who do you know that is struggling with their weight? Who do you know that is fashionable? Who do you, you know, depending on your ideal client, asking a very specific question, it will bring people to mind and likely they would be open to introducing you to that person or making an introduction online for you. That happens all the time these days. And then the last thing about leveraging relationships is really thinking about who you can collaborate with. So just like I talked about having a collaboration with your people that do something similar to you to create an event, an appreciation event, who can you collaborate with that maybe has a different product or service to offer so they're not in direct competition with you, but they complement what you do. So you would ha- you would share a similar ideal client. Who can you collaborate with? Because we always want to think about how can we get in front of groups of people in front of multiple people at a time instead of just always one by one by one. So collaborating with somebody else can open you up to several people at once, which is really good. Just make sure that it's not a competitive service. It has to be a complimentary service. And you have to be just as invested at helping their business and make sure that they're just as invested in helping yours. So I told you that I would share with you about an email nurturing sequence. So basically an email nurturing sequence is once somebody joins your list or you have their email, before you start sending them newsletters, before you start sending them product promotions or weekly emails, even if they're informative, make sure that you put them through a nurture sequence. And that is over about 10 days, you send them about five emails. So every two or three days, you're sending an email. But what these emails are doing is you're not selling anything during this time. The nurture sequence is for them to get to know and understand what you offer, to see your heart, to understand that you are here to serve them and you're interested in creating a long-term relationship. So when you do that, you can start out by introducing yourself, welcoming them, saying, I'm so happy you're here and giving them something. And on each thing, you also want to do some kind of a call to action, whether it is download this free thing that I'm giving you or go find me on Instagram. I would love for us to connect there or another social media platform on another day. Don't give them more than one thing to do on each email, but you can kind of give them a little bit of a background of you and how you serve and why you're passionate about what you do and how you hope to serve them. And even if you get a customer in and they are not your ideal client and your nurture sequence is talking to an ideal client and they don't relate to you, it is best for them to unsubscribe then instead of you wasting time trying to nurture somebody that isn't a good fit. So that is how the nurturing sequence works. And I just want to reiterate everything that we went over and I always feel like I give you so much, but I'm hoping that you like that because it's really hard for me to not give this much. But 
Remember, we want to increase your income by building loyalty and that loyal tribe of people that you can continue to sell to over and over and over, and they're going to tell their friends about you so that it can make your job easier. And you're gonna do that through creating the relationships. And I gave you that whole list of why you wanna create relationships, all the benefits that it gives you. And then we went over the mistakes that some people make, like don't kiss on the first date, make sure that you're not just trying to focus on making the sale, make sure that you're following up and you're giving customer care. And listen to feedback and ask for feedback so that you can get better. And those three essentials that we talked about that you have to have to serve your clients well, or you have to be connected to your why and the service that you're giving to them rather than just trying to make money. You need to know who you're serving and you need to know that ideal client and how you can help them and their pain points. And you need to have that irresistible offer and set yourself apart from the competition. And then I am going to be sending you or making accessible to you that ideal client worksheet. So if you don't know what an ideal client is, I'll I'll walk you through it step by step. It is pretty detailed, but I promise if you go through that process, it will help you understand how you serve and who you're serving so much better. And then I told you that I would write up a worksheet for you also that would share tactics on how you can make your clients feel more loved and cared for. So I will write that up and give you some simple checklist type things for you to follow on that. And then I talked about make sure that you have freebies and samples to create that reciprocity rule. And then I taught you how to leverage relationships and an email nurturing sequence. So I hope that this is going to make such a difference for you in the way that you're approaching your business. So you might want to get out a piece of paper and brainstorm and think about all these questions that I've asked you today for yourself. On the next podcast, I will be talking about how to build your influence. So we'll be going a little bit deeper after you build those one-on-one relationships and you start creating the tribe. How can you build your influence to expand to bigger and bigger markets? So we'll be talking about how to build your influence online and that will be next week. So thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic week and until next time, shine bright and make a difference.